millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bulabanaka and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Fijiana impress on the Women's World 7 Series. We check progress in Vanuatu for the Pacific Mini Games. And international judo comes to Tonga. But first, Tahiti are being tipped among the top contenders at the Beach Soccer World Cup, which kicks off in the Bahamas this week. The Tikitoa finished runners-up at the last World Cup in Portugal two years ago and will field a team with only one change in personnel for the upcoming campaign. Angelo Chirinci coached Tahiti to a fourth-placed finish at the 2013 World Cup in Papeete and will be in charge of his native Switzerland in the Bahamas. He was impressed by Tahiti's recent victory at the Pilsner Cup very special relationship with Tahiti. Four years ago, I, I bring them to the World Cup and we have a special relation and I still help them and support them every year. They will come to they come to Switzerland to play and I was with them at the Intercontinental Cup. So they are very strong and I hope they will go, they will do a, a long way. Maybe we will, the best case would be to, to see them in the final and hopefully then with a better, with a better end for Switzerland. But even if, if they will win the World Cup, for me, it's a, a big satisfaction. What do you make of their chances? They had a, uh, a good result there at the weekend, um, winning their uh, final preparation tournament. Um, do, yes, do you believe? a very good tournament. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a very tough tournament in El Salvador. El Salvador is a good team. They were Panama Day and Ecuador, two also uh, opponents who will face the World Cup. So they are very well prepared. They were now for two months in Bahamas for training. They have a big support from the federation, so it's it's good. And yes, and they they are very well prepared, and everything is possible for them. And they have a number of very experienced uh, players in their squad. Do you do you believe uh, are there players coming through, younger players in Tahiti? Not yet, not yet. They have still the same team like 2013. Only one change because of injury of a, of an older guy. But you know, in beach soccer, experience is very very important, and and. Players like Tayarui, he's 30 years old, so he's not old in beach soccer. And of course, Teva Sabaroni, now the player, captain, the coach, like for, when I'm not there, um, he is maybe 39, but he's, uh, he is fit, absolutely fit. And he will help the team a lot. And two years ago, he was not playing because he was injured, but now he can play. And you see the results they did last week, so they will be very strong. They have also with Lee Fung Kui, also. Uh, a big player. He is 28 years old. So the team is not very old. It's, they is an experienced, good team, and hopefully they will do a good World Cup. And uh, and what about some of the other contenders? You mentioned obviously Portugal two years ago. Uh, obviously, you'd love to see a Tahiti Switzerland final. But uh, what other teams do you think will be uh, uh, the the biggest okay. threats for the title? If I see it objectively, like a realistic um, person, I would say that Brazil will play, will play the final. I'm sure that Brazil will be in the final. They are strong again, absolutely strong. 
they had maybe four or five years ago, a little bit uh, a weak time. Russia won the World Cup twice, but now they are back, and I believe that they will be in the final. The second finalist, hopefully, will be Tahiti or Switzerland. <laughs> so that match between Brazil and Tahiti, their first game, that'll be a good one then? Yes, yes, it will be a good one, And but you know, both of them can pass the group, so even if, if, if Tahiti loses this match or Brazil loses, they can still reach the final because two are passing the group. I think Tahiti and Brazil will pass the group without problem. That's the former Tahiti beach soccer coach Angelo Schwinzi. The Fiji women's sevens team have consolidated fourth place on the World Series after their first semi-final finish in three years. The Fijiana were denied a famous victory against reigning Olympic and World Series champions Australia in the playoff for bronze at the inaugural Kita Kyushu Sevens in Japan. Head coach Eliasa Tanevola, though, was thrilled with the performance of his team. Yeah, immensely proud of uh, your performance. Uh, and, you know, he's uh, taking uh, small steps at a time and, uh, you know, we can see the improvement in the game and... Uh, the awareness, uh, rugby awareness. Yeah, it's, you know, and every time you try, you try and get better than your last performance, and uh, you will take the positives out and uh, walk on and try and uh, build up for Canada Sevens. In terms of uh, the work you do in between tournaments, um, you know, where did you see progress from the last one, and and where do you still see room for improvement? Yes, uh, our conditioning level, you know, fitness, uh, it is. Uh, Improved a lot uh, compared to uh, last year. Uh, something that, and a credit to the girls that the way they worked hard. In uh, our trainer John Toronival is sort of putting a lot of hard work into it, and uh, it's really great to see. Uh, just on our walk-ons, I guess uh, we just yeah, adjust on our decision making under pressure and cut out the mistakes uh, during this crucial time. So I guess it cost us the game. Uh, and again, playing uh, New Zealand in the semi-finals, they are the benchmark for us, and we're just sort of uh, uh, chasing them at the moment. Uh, but it's good to come up with these uh, top teams, uh, New Zealand, Australia. I sort of gauge yourselves where you are at the moment and uh, try to improve on the next tournament. Yeah, so close to a famous victory over Australia in that uh, bronze medal match. Uh, what did you learn from that encounter? The composer at, at the you know, crucial times, uh, as I said, you know, under pressure. And just our decision making um, in those times, and, uh, and I guess something uh, that we've learned uh, as a team uh, and as players, uh, and something for next week we just got to sit down, go through a few of those uh, videos, and you know, and hopefully we get it right. Uh, and, you know, come time we play those good teams like Australia and New Zealand, you know, they're well coached, uh, they're an experienced team, uh, and it's always good get up in these tournaments and uh, play them uh, at that level. You said at the start of the season that you wanted to take that next step to be a regular semi-final team. You've you've been fourth in the World Series for you know a good chunk of the season, but you finally actually made the top four of an individual event. D- do you see this as something you can push on from? Yes, of course. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of positives. And uh, talking to the girls after the uh, tournament, uh, yeah, they felt... Uh, They've improved, but at the same time, they still can improve. Um, and we have discussed and uh, just an decision making on those crucial times, uh, you know, when to pass, when just to hold on to the ball, and, and those little things. I guess it comes with the experience. The more they get to play with each other, the more they play against those um, 
bigger teams like Australia, New Zealand. I guess you just got to learn from and uh, learn fast and uh, you know, improve. And uh, some nice reward to have uh, Anna Maria, your captain, and Midiama both make the uh, team of the tournament. Oh, definitely, man, definitely. Um, it's huge uh, for us, you know, give two of our players in there. And, uh, you know, just testament of the, of the team. We have goals of um, played with each other. And in you know, sort of, uh, you know, uh, reflection of what, uh, you know, they've done. And, uh, you know, I'm pleased to see that. And uh, hopefully... We can be consistent on that and, uh, you know, keep producing some of those uh, performances. That's the Fiji women's sevens coach, Elias Tanivula. Organisers of the Pacific Mini Games in Vanuatu are all hands on deck with just over seven months until competition gets underway. The main sites remain under construction, while contracts for the likes of catering and bedding are being mulled over. Van 2017 CEO Clint Flood is content with where things are at, but says there's still plenty to do. All our tenders for the big packages, uh, beds and mattresses and catering and all those other sort of things have closed, and we're busy evaluating those in the next couple of weeks to to let the orders. We're uh, working diligently now with the sport, the International Sport Federations, to make sure that the technical delegates are up to speed with our plans uh, in terms of you know how we're going to conduct the sport. We're busy ordering sport equipment, working a lot with the venues and the teams to look at spaces, fairly aggressive community awareness program. A lot of things happening on all, all sorts of fronts right now. In terms of those contracts, things like catering, beds, etc., um, you know, is that something that usually at this point in time would have been sorted? Maybe a few months earlier, but... Uh, the key for us is to get these contracts awarded by mid-May at the very latest. Um, obviously, we have to, if, if things are coming from overseas, we need to allow three or four months for, for that. We're very confident if, if we get those things in place by mid-May, then we'll have all sitting here in Villa on, uh, you know, by about October the 1st. We get the venues uh, for the most part uh, November 1st, a little bit of sliding into November on, on one of the facilities. So we've got a month to get those ready. I, I think for you know the mini games, that's that's enough time for us. One of the challenges we will have is we won't have an opportunity to do some test event. We're trying to figure out whether we can do something in November where we load up the venue, particularly Corman Complex, for one time, because it, it will not have been tested before the game. So we need we need some sort of ability, whether it's a sporting event or whether it's a, a cultural activity, but we need to figure out a way to to test that prior to December the fourth. So some competition sites will have a chance for a test event, but some won't. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a staged handover of those. But, of course, you, one of the challenges is when you get down to the last two or three months of the games, it's very hard to, to focus on doing test events. Uh, you know, your, your organization is busy trying to get the last things done. So if you look at what, you know, what happens with the Olympic program or with the Commonwealth Games, you, you would usually do the, the test events you know, much further out. So there's a lot of things we can do on paper uh, to make sure that, you know, contingency planning and planning is done, but there's nothing like being actually on the venue. So we're going to have to figure that in, in uh, something in November period. And, and that Coleman complex obviously is the key. It's the centerpiece. It's the main one. It's the one that was delayed after the cyclone. Uh, how do you feel about progress when you when you go and look at it? Those projects always take time. I think any construction project, you, know, you kind of wait for it to get out of the ground and then for the structural steel to go up. But once they finish those things, I mean, the, the roofs are now on the, the main complex. 
The second stadium is well underway. All the walls and things are going up. They'll be putting on the roof trusses in the next couple of weeks. The pads for the tennis courts are, are poured. The beach volleyball court areas have been framed in. You know, the track has now, the old track has been torn up, and the infield is now being leveled so that we can have a proper infield. Uh, we've got a detailed schedule from the, from the Chinese contractors. Uh, you know, we're confident that, you know, as, as long as there's no other major delays with, um, you know, whether there'd be some sort of problem with weather, although I think we've gotten through the cyclone season now, uh, I, you know, we're pretty confident that the November 1st date will be met. As you look ahead to the next 200 and plus days uh, counting down, uh, what's the biggest challenge in front of you? We're working hard to try to get some additional staff in here. People leaving jobs to come for, for six months stint is difficult, so we're working with the government to try to get some secondes over. We've got to launch our volunteer program. We're, we're right in the throes now of doing some detailed analysis of how many volunteers we need and where we might get those. So that, that's a key component of, of our delivery to make sure that we have our 2,000-plus volunteers. We've sorted out what we believe is our program for opening closing ceremonies, but we actually have to put it in, in place a producer and, and director for that. There's some challenges right now in broadcasting. Um, you know, we're working hard with BBTC, the, the national broadcaster here, but there's some you know challenges with, with finances, etc. We want to make sure that we get the you know show the rest of the Pacific the, the games. So I think it's just a matter of connecting the dots. There's uh, you know financial. I think we're in, in fine shape. But it's just we always wish we had more time, and it's, there's a million things to do. And, you know, probably, you know, we, we wish we had double the amount of time, so we've now got to figure out a way to compress that time back into the 223 days. And uh, for other Pacific Games uh, members, uh, other countries that obviously will be competing, when do they get a chance to, uh, you know, have a look at uh, the progress and, and the Pacific Games Council? We're at, at Fiji uh, in Nandi about a month ago, and they, they had the ONOC conference for the Olympic um, Oceania Olympic committees. So we had an opportunity to present there, and, and most of the PGAs from the cross-Pacific were, were there. We've invited them all in at, at over the next three months. We've had three delegations come through already. Uh, they're interested, of course, in the village. They're interested in, in, in the uh, host hotel, which is the Holiday Inn. The, the numbers are still very, very strong. I mean, we're well over 2,000 uh, athletes and officials, which I think would be a record for many games. I expect in the next two or three months we'll have a number of delegations coming through. That's Van 2017 CEO Clint Flood. 130 athletes from 12 countries will compete for world rankings points at the Oceania Judo Championship in Nukualofa this week. The president of the Tonga and Oceania Judo Unions, Lenny Nitt, says the hosting agreement was only signed in December and it's been a challenge for the organisers to ensure Italia Stadium is ready for competition. Governments have been very supportive with the refurbishment soon completed of a stadium up to a good standard and similarly and some investments which also will have a benefit for Pacific Games 19 coming up later etc. Tonga to host that event in 2019 and I know preparations for that have been uh, I guess there have been plenty of challenges we'll put it that way um, so to have uh, you know a significant regional event being hosted in Tonga uh, in the lead up is, is probably quite valuable. Definitely is, and it takes it takes a lot of manpower and uh, a lot of initiative, and similarly. But one of the reasons it's a combination of factors why Tonga signed for this championship with short notice. Opportunity arose, 
And uh, it's kind of a little bit, we're building it. We have a team or event organizing committee of about 12 people in different areas, IT to marketing to whatever. And we're building that team so that in future, others might be able to approach the same people for similar developments. We're lifting the technical level, internet-wise, live streaming, et cetera, et cetera. So just to facilitate for more international events leading up to 19 as well. So it's a number of reasons why we decided to take this on such a short notice. And uh, the venue, the Indoor Stadium Italia, so that'll be one that'll be used in two years' time as well? Uh, yes, that's what we've been looking. There were discussions about putting it in other places, but when it comes to judo, we need a very large floor area to comply with the most rules and regulations we have to abide by. And Atele is the best option, definitely. And it will make for a significant event in 19. And uh, for the country to have uh, 130 athletes, uh, you know, from 12 different countries coming in, uh, uh, from a tourism point of view, from uh, uh, the, the sports point of view, um, so all, all good opportunities, uh, you know, for for Tonga, a, a bit of exposure. Oh, definitely, definitely, both in the lead up and of course, since it is being live streamed uh, worldwide, we have a team flying in from Australia for that and similar, and it, it's just been a marvelous promotion for Tonga overseas because we really endeavour to make it a beautiful experience, both for local participants local spectators, the public in large, but especially the visitors to make for smooth running. And as you know, good comments when they come back home gives more tourism. One negative comment scares off a lot of people. So we are focusing very much on facilitating for a beautiful experience by all these people. And the total number with supporters, delegations, leaderships, we have also Oceania Union Congress and executive meetings here, we're talking close to at least 200 people coming in, so it's quite significant. And for the athletes, obviously, it's a regional championship, a world ranking points on the line. So, uh, you know, for a lot of Pacific athletes, um, you know, these events are costly to get to. So these opportunities to get world rankings points and advance their case for, uh, you know, the likes of Commonwealth Games, Olympics, uh, Pacific Games, etc., are always very valuable. The continent, the championships. Beside our huge Grand Prix, Grand Slams, the world, world global events, these are the highest point rankers you can get, the point rankers. And uh, it helps with the future seeding in these huge events and similar, that is more on a global scale with five, 600 participants, top elite from around the world. These points are extremely valuable, yes. And Lenny, in terms of hosting this event, you mentioned the uh, agreement was signed in December. Uh, uh, who's covering the costs of, uh, of the hosting? It's a combination, combination. I mean, like I mentioned, government very supportive here with the uh, refurbishment of our Taylor Stadium and similarly, which of course is quite significant cost as well. They even do things like uh, improved lighting, importing special 1500 lux uh, lighting and similar for good quality live streaming overseas and other investments. And then we have various local sponsors assisting as well. We have one targeted main sponsor, which actually will confirm this week and similar. But it will be basically commercial sector, the funding part in large part, and government support. That's the president of the Tonga and Oceania Judo Unions, Lenny Nitt. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over 
to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.